welcome to episode 217 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. The theme for this week is building a team from scratch. So stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Hilary Dudek. Hello, Hilary. Now, we were just talking before I hit record about how long it had been since I last spoke to you. So, I mean, shockingly, here we were both thinking, oh, it's probably six months, but it's a year. I mean, where did that time go? So it's such such a pleasure. So nice to have you back um, to talk about building a team from scratch. We'll get onto that in a minute, but welcome back. It's been so long. Would you like to reintroduce yourself? <laughs> yes, I would. Thank you so much for having me back on. Uh, yes, like you, I thought, oh, you know, we talked right around Christmas time, January even, I think, you know, we've, we've spoken in 2021. Uh, no, we haven't. So um, I actually started a new role in August. Um, so we determined that we spoke right before that. Uh, so I am now in a director of member support role for Sana Benefits, which is a healthcare startup company um, based in the U.S., obviously. And um, yeah, it's a very good topic because that's what I've been heads down doing for the past year is just building a support team from scratch. So this was a very timely topic. That's the big clue, isn't it? That's why we haven't talked for a year is because you've been doing this, I suspect. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So it's keeping you busy then. So, um, well, let's talk about the beginning, like uh, as you joined Asana and um, what was the situation you walked into? Were you their first support hire? Was there a couple of people in? Were you brought in as a first lead? What was the situation and like what could you see needed doing? Yes. So I was brought in, I guess, technically I would have been the fourth support hire. So um, they already had two member advocates and they had a interim manager. Um, So the interim manager was just there until I came on. She was actually moving laterally to a different team. So she's still with Sana, um, but just wasn't doing support. Um, So I inherited these two wonderful um, member advocates as well. So it was just me and them. And we got to hiring almost immediately. Um, so we can get more into that down the line, but, uh, it didn't remain the three of us for very long. <laughs> um, and both of those, um, member advocates are still with me as well. So, um, it was a very bare bones operation, but it was very good bones. So, um, just looking at their tooling, looking at, we use Zendesk, um, their Zendesk setup, it was very simple. It was very bare bones, but there wasn't a ton of garbage that I had to clean up or, processes that I needed to break and rebuild. Um, there was just nothing. So it was a blank slate, which was fabulous. That's kind of a nice position to be in, in some ways, isn't it? Is, were you, a, was there a sense of overwhelm with that though? Because that is a lot that needs building. No, because it wasn't cleanup. I didn't have to understand all of these legacy settings and all of this legacy workflows and and try to make some sense of it while learning health insurance, which I've never worked in health insurance before. Um, And the U.S. does a very messy job of of it. Um, So no, I I wasn't overwhelmed with that. That was pretty exciting. Like, okay, like you're you're using Zendesk very simply. I can teach you some things. Like I actually know something. It was very good for any imposters under my head. It was great. Right. Yeah. I I mean, that's the utopia, isn't it? For a support leader, just to be able to go in and shape things how you want them. Um, (laughs) I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. I'm in 
I have been in the role I'm in now for about a year and a half. And I, I stepped into a, a relatively small team, not in dissimilar in size to yours, but very complex environment. So, so lots of unpicking, lots of understanding, lots of deep dives, and I'm still discovering stuff. So it's it's scary, it's scary. <laughs> while growing a team. Good time. Right. <laughs> that is terrifying. That would terrify me. Yes, even now. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the hairs on the back of my neck standing mm-hmm. up talking about it. So, <laughs> so given that you've got this opportunity almost to roll out the ideal support scenario in terms of tools and people and structure, what's your what's your first step? Uh, the biggest one for me was looking at Zendesk because it was such a blank slate. Um, so for example, I started very simply ticket fields. Um, they had some very basic ticket fields to collect the information they needed, but nothing was conditionally formatted. Um, so you had to scroll through everything anytime. And we support multiple user types, I should clarify. We support members, providers, admin, which is like the employer group. If we get a random broker or salesperson, we're going to help them too. So um, you just scroll through all of these fields to get to the appropriate one for that appropriate user type. So that was one of the first things I did. Um, Building out cleaner groups within Zendesk, you could route a little bit better, built some better views. And so it was a lot of Zendesk. And uh, and we building processes to support that, or was it really just about the user experience for your agents? Do you, do you call them agents or advocates? Advocates, advocates, right? Was, was yes. it more about their experience in those early stages, or were you building processes that would help you scale? I get, did you know at this time that that level of scaling that we were talking about before we hit record uh, was coming? I didn't know it would be so steep. Immediately. Um, but I didn't know it was coming. It, I mean, we were in growing rapidly and with two agents on the internal side. And gosh, I think I think we only had six total on the BPO side. So we use an outsource team as well. So they were relatively small as well. Um, so I didn't realize the growth would be that steep as far as people. Um, so at some points it was almost a balancing act because here I am building out, you know, I want to build out this view for for subject matter experts in this area, but I only have two people. So I'll have to wait till I get experts for this group. Um, so it's a balancing act between the processes and what I was building in the infrastructure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, when I joined my current role, I kind of, and I still do have this view of what we'll need a year from now. And mm-hmm. I try and, I try and have that in mind and, you know, obviously it evolves, but in my experience, we tend to get to the year from now and <laughs> be grateful for having put that, some of those early pieces in place. But you're so right. It's kind of cyclical, isn't it? There's, mm-hmm. There are definitely things I've come to experience, come to understand that I know have a lead time to them. I always talk about the lead time to when they'll be their most useful and the or the build time or the you know time to value, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of we need to build this now because we need it in a year or we need it in six months. And and so some of the cycles that you have to go through and, and, and definitely what you said there was kind of figuring out how far you could take something before you'd have to switch off that because you didn't have the next piece ready yet. And, and that's quite often people or, or a bit of tooling that you don't have funding or investment to implement yet, isn't it? So I fully appreciate the cycles you're talking about. Exactly. And that's a very, that's much more succinct way of describing them. So thank you for that. Uh, But yes, (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, Sana does a really good job of um, building OKRs, objectives, and key results for the company that also make a lot of sense and apply down to the team and department level. Um, so we do always have those goals for not only the next quarter, but just sort of a year end. Okay, here's what we want to be. Uh, here's where I have a general sense of where I want to be in 2022. Nothing crazy, but um, they do a really good job. Leadership does of setting us up for success. And here's generally where we want to go, start planning. Um, so yeah. And then I have wonderful recruiters on my side. So I, I have a good sense since I've scaled so much what the lead time for hiring someone is. Um, on the partner hero side, on the BPO side, same thing. I understand their, their lead time as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of getting it all into place. Mm-hmm. So after you've invested in Zendesk and gone through those Zendesk slash people slash tool, like process cycles that we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, and, and you do have a good set of OKRs in place that allow you that longer vision. What's the interim been like? You have, you know, you've, you've, you've gone through some amazing growth and are expecting some scary growth. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, As as you begin to hire then in these roles and, and like we we've talked about hiring elsewhere on the podcast. So this isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily like a hiring episode all of a sudden, but I am interested in, did you, at the same time as all of this, build a hiring process as well? Or was that already in place before you arrived? You know, that's one of the constituent parts of building a team from scratch is understanding who you need to bring in, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, That process was already pretty well put in place. Um, We have a fabulous, well, at the time it was just one recruiter. Uh, She was the same recruiter that hired me. So she knew very well support and the support mindset and what they were looking for. Um, so she's been fabulous to work with. And then, um, not my direct manager, but my VP of operations came from a support background as well. So he was very, um, key in getting that sort of profile set for the member advocates that we wanted. Um, so I didn't have to do too much there. I definitely had my own two cents. Um, but I generally aligned with my VP, which I took as a really good sign. (laughs) We've been on the same page for the most part. So, Mm -hmm. um, Tweaked the case study, you know, did a, did a few things, but nothing crazy. The The biggest things came in for a while. We thought, I thought I needed a support operations manager. Um, and so that role was posted for a while this year, actually. And so I built out the job description, built out the case study, was doing the recruiting and the profiling for that. Um, and we determined ultimately, I don't, think, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think that's, we don't need a person there. We need a tool, like a workforce management tool, we need a team manager. <laughs> we need some other pieces in place before we move forward with that part of the team growth. Um, so to answer your question, the basis for hiring an advocate was already in place and was really solid, but new job descriptions I, I tackled myself. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm in a similar place now. I'm, I'm deciding at what point it makes sense to bring in a support ops person because Again, building from scratch, you know, the operations are such a key part of it. You have the luxury of a fairly greenfield Zendesk site to build on in many respects. But but it comes to us all eventually, doesn't it? You just need yes. to invest time in operations. And uh, yep. yeah, for, for me, with the, the, I mean, this sounds off. We have a term here. I don't know if you use it in the US, but the opposite of greenfield is brownfield. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, have to, I have to stress at this point that the brown is more, think of it as construction, dust and dirt and stuff. It's something that's, it's an area that's been developed. It's not any other sort of brown substance. Okay. It's my info. <laughs> As I was going to say, I have children, so that's where my brain went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did too. Um, I'm, I, I'm not entirely sure how I ended up on this, except to say that I am, I, I am in an environment where there's been a lot of development already operationally, particularly within the tools. Um, mm, yes. And and so I want, I'm wondering whether I need support ops in a little earlier because that can be a lot to deal with. And and as I say, it comes to us all eventually. But do you think that's a, ty- a future hire for you still? I do. I think we have more growth to do before we get there. There was just other opportunities that we hadn't taken advantage of yet. Um, I can't write SQL, uh, read SQL, any of that. But we do have a data analyst on the team. She's not really a Zendesk person, but she, she can create things in mode from Zendesk. Um, so there's an opportunity, you know, maybe I can outsource some of the reports I need to build. Um, another big one was the workforce management tool. Like just, I don't have time if I'm in meetings all day to shift people from the provider phone line to the member phone line because of staffing coverage issues. Um, but now I have a manager who is very well-versed in Zendesk. So between her and a workforce management tool that'll tell me where I need coverage, think I'm good. Like I've bought myself some time there. (laughs) And the other big part was, I mean, we all struggle, I think, to some extent forecasting. Um, And this tool should hopefully be able to do that. I haven't implemented yet, but I've got approval for it. So I'll keep you updated on that. I just, I need to get, I I need to speak to your leaders because, or or, (laughs) or maybe to you, you've got some huge powers of persuasion there, I think, with your leaders. If they're investing where they need to invest in the tooling to save you the headaches later on, because, because everything you just said there, everyone listening to this podcast will recognize uh, the early pain points. I am, I am still doing my forecasting in a complex spreadsheet <laughs> i'm still doing that's what scheduling doing. in a google calendar and a, a series of spreadsheets yeah, yeah. yeah. same <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there we've all been there yes yes hi i think i like to think it's a combination i've i'm not green i'm not new to this anymore so i've mm. i've learned where to apply some pressure what points to bring up but at the same time i think it's just i know everyone you know typically loves their company a year in but i, I I still feel like I, I'm on day one here. Like everyone is just amazing and they're supportive. And I don't know, they just use common sense. Like if I can present a good argument for it, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Like you need this, let's do it. So um, I've, I've joked with my VP before. I'm like, I know someday you'll tell me no, but thank you for saying yes so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it helps that he comes from a support background, right? That definitely comes with that definitely increases that understanding of the, of the challenges uh, and whatever support team you're in, whatever support team you're leading, the challenges are pretty consistent, particularly when you're growing. Yes. Agreed. And, uh, and, and I guess then, you know, as we round out this conversation, which has been largely about your journey with Asana, thinking about other people's journeys, what would you say to someone else? Or even let's let's pretend we've got a time machine and you can mm-hmm. travel back a year, as we've established it's been a year, to, talk, <laughs> yes. to give yourself some advice in this situation maybe. Um, doesn't sound, I mean, it's uh, you, you've clearly had challenges, but you've also had a lot of successes. But 
what's the what's the piece of advice you would give yourself or anyone coming to this situation right now yeah um two things I would have done differently or just done sooner rather um hiring so because we are healthcare slash health insurance um you know open enrollment on January 1st is a big thing so yeah, it, it starts ramping up at end of Q4, beginning of Q1. So I would have had people in place sooner. I thought I timed it right. I did not. It was, I had people onboarding or brand new right when I needed them to be really at their peak. Um, so that's a lesson learned for this year. Higher end of July, end of August. Um, the other thing I would have done since I have an internal team and a outsource team is make sure that you have a quality, a QA rubric that is um, universally interpreted. <laughs> so we were interpreting, interpreting it different. It also super, wasn't super robust. Um, so between that, um, we were seeing like, you know, some misalignment as far as sound of values and tone and that sort of thing. So I would have had that in place sooner. Um, so yeah, take a look at the quality rubrics that you have in place when you're first starting, assess all of your tooling in general, and then get a good sense from the people that have been there, what hiring ramp up time looks like, and when you're expected to be busiest if you don't have a forecasting schedule already in your, in your hands. There are just all excellent pieces of advice. I wish, uh, I wish, I, you know, I could have had a time machine to go back at myself many times in my career and, and just told myself very much the same things. Hire early is such a key thing. You know, it's, um, it's painful if you hire too late because you're already overstretched and then the hiring and onboarding itself is a burden. So yes, that's yes. a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me again today, Hillary. Can we not leave it a year next? Yes. <laughs> I'm coming up for air. <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to come back and talk to you. So let's do it soon. We can dive into maybe some of those other aspects. Would love to. Would love to. Some of the I, there's three solid conversations on those pieces of advice. So let's get those. Uh, let's get those recorded for uh, everyone else listening. Because there's there's um, there's a lot we can unpick there. Let's say. <laughs> let's so do much it again. <laughs> Thank you, Charlotte. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash two one six for the show notes, and I'll see you next time.